chaos and we're back, but All I'm right. sure you didn't notice. So where do, where do we leave off? We left we, off uh, Colorado State, and then Colorado we just State left to come back to California. Yes, sir. Yeah, so Colorado State was weird. Definitely party vibes. Learned a lot, but um, didn't go to school. Like, that's... <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, try not to get stuck too hard on the path when the path changes. Very you much know, so, like yeah. train tracks yeah. shifted, so let's mm-hmm. not hit the brakes. Just yeah. keep going. Um, so I went, came back, and uh, let me see what happened then. Um, oh, I started going to sc- taking painting classes at the local junior college. Okay. So um, Grass Valley Sierra, area? Sierra, Sierra, Col- Sierra College, yeah. Yeah, in Rockland. Yeah, it's in. Um, there's a campus in Nevada County, too. I in, went there, too, for a few classes. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm doing that, and uh, I started to figure out that school wasn't really helping me get better at art. Art school wasn't helping me. Gotcha. Um, and so I took as many classes as I could there just because it was kind of giving me money and time to cultivate. Oh, Floyd. we're having a Floyd invasion. We're so if you, hear, invasion if you hear something, here. it's Floyd. You can, you're going to come on my lap or you, you can push him down or pet him at your own discretion. Come here, Floyd. Come here. I'll pet you down here. My personal assistant makes a jingly noise. Head of, head of security. Yeah. Head of security. Floyd um, greatness, the dog. So yeah, so it's just, doing my thing and I started to realize that I learned more by being out in the world yeah um, and then discovered you know other festivals besides Burning Man started being introduced to other artists um, was introduced to Android Jones's work for the first time which um, is amazing for sure yeah the yeah. digital wizard yeah um, and that kind of started to get me interested in digital art as well as oil painting and all yeah. the other ones and um, I, I love how he just in the side I love how he uses those the brushes of different images as actual colors. Yeah. Like that's really, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like pushing the limits of the, of the technology at hand, which is, yeah. you know, that's how you actually become successful is being on the cutting edge. Yeah. Chad told me that he had something to do with the invention of, of, of that technology or that it was invented for him in, in, uh, in partnership with Corel or. Yeah. I, I don't know the um, exact. Yeah. He's like the Chad Corel golden boy. It's crazy, like, man. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Good job. Which is awesome. Good job. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, that changed everything. And I was like, started, you know, going to festivals and, of course, taking psychedelics and viewing the things and all the things were happening. And I'm like, you know, I'm not going to go learn traditional oil painting techniques. I can learn that from a book. I'm uh-huh. not going to pay somebody. I'd rather spend my money on moving forward and learning things that haven't been figured out yet necessarily. Yeah. Or pushing my own limits and yeah. the limits of my art yeah. away from tradition and then using tradition as a foundation. But yes. I can teach myself the foundation. Yeah. Um, and that seemed to have been working so far. Awesome. I mean, that's where I am, am now. Awesome. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, I need to learn more about color. Better find a good book on color. Yes. You know, instead of spending thousands of dollars in a year to yes. go learn from somebody who learned color 20 years ago. Yeah. You know. Very much so. Do you so, ever do... Uh, do you have any mentor artists that you either paint with or discuss these kind of things with or seek out for advice at all? Um, not necessarily. Um, it's kind of like the same guru thing for me. Yeah, you just want to kind of be... I just want to do... do I want to learn myself and do myself. You know, I mean, I, I, uh, there are a few artists that I respect and, you know, follow really closely. Um, there's a guy in L.A. named Dave Zabowski who's a master. I mean, amazing, amazing artist. Just, he worked for Disney and all this stuff as an animator and really down-to-earth, really amazing guy. And, uh, you know, 
whenever he sees my work, when I'm painting live at like lightning in a bottle or something, he's always there and whatever advice he has to give me or appreciation is always really amazing. It always inspires me to have him respond to my artwork. Awesome. Awesome. Um, you know, I've never really had the chance to sit down and learn from Android Jones, but I mean, you know, looking at his work definitely has taught me a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and you know, just my friends, uh-huh. um, artists, Ashley Foreman and like my friend, Benjamin Moss and everything. We always, always working closely with each other. I don't know if you've ever seen the, their work. I think I have the name sound from, but there's so many painters now in the kind of, uh, in that area that, uh, yeah, that's. Um, I just I've heard all the names and I like m- most of it. I just have kind of, unless it's really stunning, I've lost a lot of the name uh, style recognition. For yeah, some part. that's an interesting thing. You know? um, we discuss that a lot. I have a I have like a short list of of who I think the top top are. Yeah, you know? I mean, there's a lot of people that are. I think if it was the top three, it'd be you know a- Android Jones, uh, Luke Brown, and my buddy Chad. Yeah. That I've seen so far. Yeah, Luke I Brown's think. amazing. His technique is mind blowing, and the things that he draws are hilarious because it's like he plucked them out of my head, you know. <laughs> and his 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 uh, his recall for detail of the psychedelic visions and ability to translate that is amazing because a lot of that stuff I can continue to recall, but I've never the same thing. The it's rest, tr- it's the, the, trick. the wrestling beat the artist and the, the drawing out of me at the time you know i've never gotten back into drawing yeah I, I, draw, I can draw i just don't do it as a as a hobby as much anymore um so yeah it's just amazing what he can do and then and android jones his style and how in contrast to most digital artists what i see from android jones is he's learned to use those brush shapes and the digital medium as as color and brush texture sources and so he's not even just painting with a default brush set as much you know and so that's why his stuff the layering and the compositing is just so out, out of hand yeah you know? i mean you you and can draw a face and when you're using textures it becomes psychedelic and very more so. interesting very, very a lot of depth and i think chad of all the people i've run across and seen their light he paints in oil mm-hmm. and has, does some color drawing I, I haven't seen anyone putting across the refinement and the kind of old world attention to proportion, yeah, uh, and the analog use of oil and no acrylic, and his rendering of of the human form, the combination of his of his technical skill level and his attention to the history of art, and what is kind of viewed as like the classical base, um, that I really respect and view kind of the same, you know. Um, We've talked about this a lot. He and I going past the, a lot of the modernist and cubist stuff, and 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 not that any of it isn't worthwhile or not, but going back to like the masters, the Renaissance masters, and their use of light, their use of proportion, and the realism yeah. they could portray, and the depth, and the mathematic geometrical proportioning to help to tell stories and to to inspire feelings in in the viewer. You know. So well, what's what's interesting to me is that I kind of, when I was younger. I used to like look at Leonardo da Vinci paintings mm-hmm. and like draw studies from that and do all the things. It's interesting because as I got older, it's like, Oh, you should learn this. And I'm like, well, I already learned that, you know, not oh, that I from, learned and mastered it, no, but no, I've but already studied it. And you already understand it from viewing yeah, those paintings. Yeah. Totally. So like totally my sense. ability to draw faces and do all that thing is like, 
I developed it at a younger age. And gotcha. so what's been going on recently in my progression is more of the Android Jones thing. How do I translate the roughness and the spontaneity of digital realm into the physical realm and then also stay true to the old classical stylings that yeah. make it look real? So yeah. you're looking at something that's hyper-realistic but yeah. still well done. Yes. And so I'm just starting to touch the surface of that and it's really exciting. You know, it's like how do I bring pattern and geometry and all these things into the realm of realism? Yeah. And even hyper realism. Yeah. Um recently uh I was I, hanging out I'm sorry. Oh yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was gonna say I, I, I appreciate your technique as well and, and the 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 couple of pieces I've seen you painting on, I, I, your brush strokes and, and your technique. That was one of the things that that really I was enjoying. Uh, it's symbiosis of that one painting you were painting. It was so nice. Thanks. It was like an immersive world. It was really, it had a lot of depth, and a lot of movement to it. Yeah. And, and then, like I said, it's like, um, I'm just starting to touch the surface of that. So I'm excited to see what happens when I kind of start to find a little bit more mastery in it. Awesome. And make everything um, a little bit better, you know? It's yeah. Like, well, it's an ongoing quest for all of us in our yeah. endeavors. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Um, How old are you? I'm going to be 27 in February 6th. Oh, you got some time left then. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, it's like learning these different classic techniques, the proportion and all that is really valid, but also I'm discovering that like that's valid to an extent, but there's also something missing because mm -hmm. um, the old masters are painting uh, perspective, but not necessarily perspective as the uh, human eye sees it. True. Um, so everything looks really detailed, but it has something missing. It's flat. Sometimes um, there's certain there. There's certain. Uh, I have this. Have you seen all this? The, the work on the camera obscura. Mm -mm. Your, um, your work or no 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 no, no sir. Um, this artist, I believe his name is Andy Hawking, H O C K I N G, but I could be totally misrepresenting what his name is but he went through and showed how artists had been using mirrors and a camera obscura which is like a room yeah yeah okay so they've been using mirrors or a camera obscura to excuse me to simulate uh the two-dimensional plane that like we would use a photograph for like how you can yeah. paint from a photograph really easy yeah how they were using uh either mirrors or camera obscura to basically yeah, but cheat the perspective. The problem with that is that this camera doesn't see how the human eye sees. Oh really? And the okay. cam yeah. That like if you look at a photo versus human perception, it's yeah. not gonna line up. And then the reason why is because the human eye sees in spherical perspective. Dig it. So like when you're looking at Flat. a single point yeah. You're focused on the single point and it's almost like everything else emanates out from that and, yep. and, and lines begin to arch yep. and curve as they get farther out. Yeah. And I've been fascinated with that since I was a little kid, but Dig I didn't it. understand. I'm like, what? I'm drawing, but like, this isn't how I'm seeing it. I've always Dig been fascinated. It. Like, how do I make it so that I'm not making a focal point in my paintings based on color or detail even, but on perspective and and like how the, the vision gets blurrier as it goes out to the edge. Yeah. Because we really only have the ability to focus on one point at a time. Yes. So we don't see detail in our peripheral vision. True. Um, so that's what I've been fascinated with. That's, and that that's gets really in, interesting. That that's gets cool. into like how the new movies, the 3D movies are filmed. Okay. Um, the way that they're doing that, I believe, I'm not an expert, but that they use mirrors going into the camera so that the camera is seeing two separate images at the same time, just like a, like a human eye is doing. 
Because okay. we're seeing two so separate. I, a lot of times, images. I think though that they're using now they're using two cameras actually. Like okay, two. yeah, but either way, they're they're yeah. getting two sources. Yes, of exactly. Imagery coming in, yes. which is what the human eye does. The camera yes. now at this point doesn't do that. No. So it's flattening out the image, whereas the human eye is giving it depth. Gotcha. Um, so I'm trying to figure out how to paint like that, which yeah. is really tricky. Dude, have you seen the Google Cardboard? Yeah, you showed and me the, and the Oculus Rift. Yeah. If you could somehow hook up that up to a uh, virtual paint space with like a either that's the future with like a stylus or your fingers, it's it's doable now. Yeah, I'm ready. You just gotta. That's what I'm. I'm also working like in the right code, like on the computer. I wonder if uh, AJ is gonna come out with something like that. Yeah, I'm sure he already has it. He might, huh? He's got the thing with the uh, he's got the full like Mission Impossible harness, and he's floating in three dimensions and twirling and like touching stuff. Yeah, I mean they uh, have it for the um, the Oculus Rift. They have a painting program. Oh, so it's it just really low level right but now. But it's already started. It's already started. Wow. Three um, D painting. Yeah, I mean it's like sculpt painting. I, I don't like, know. Like draw it at all. Yeah. A lot. That's yeah. crazy. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Um, we're so close to the future. We just we just have to stop the killing everybody and then uh, yeah. not feeding stop people. Stop killing. Start the, creating. They're not sharing. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's like a quote of the day. That's a bumper sticker, bro. <laughs> you start making those bumper stickers. Bam, dude. Little stack right next to uh, any event. That's a guaranteed three bucks from each three one of those. Every time. From the whole stack. Like how many that. stacks? Like you got like 50 of them. Boom. 150 bucks. It's at least yeah. gas money. Yeah. I'm actually probably not going to be going to very many festivals anymore. I've decided that it's over. It's time to stay home and work. Whoa, dude. Did you just read my favorite post? Did you hear how quiet and uncomfortable I just got? <laughs> no, did, did true, you true, true. did you did you happen upon my last Facebook post? Yeah. yeah. Did you did you happen upon my blog entry about it? No. Okay. Yeah. Uh-uh. Where you have a blog? Yeah. Okay, hold on. What uh can't do it right now. Okay. I note to self. Pencil, piece of paper. Yeah. I need to have that because you should have it too and then we can for the future. Yeah. Afterward though. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. That's awesome. a good idea. Notebook. Awesome. But yeah, um, I agree. Cultivation. Yeah. I went down to LA for the Gem and Gem pre-party and it was just like. How was that? Uh, um, it was, uh, it was not my. It was good. It's not my cup of tea. It was good. It's yeah. Not- it, was, it was good for things. Awesome. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Where was it at? LA at the I don't even remember. Okay. Um awesome. something the Belasco Theater. Mm, I yeah. don't know. It was a cool venue. Yeah. Um but they stuck me in the basement in the house room to Dude. paint in a ten by six space with three other artists and I just kind of Whoa. I was just intense. Yeah. I was like, I'm not gonna get <laughs> mad, but I'm not gonna come back ever. You know? <laughs> they put like, you in the in the in the live painter kennel? Basically. <laughs> get it get in the live painter kennel. Yeah. This is your stall. Yeah, exactly. Please don't talk to the other painters. Yeah, don't talk to the other painters. Here's your two by two space to try and vend some things. You can maybe try and squeeze out enough money to make this oh, trip worth it. It just ouch. was Yeah. Not so fun. Yeah. Stick and it. house drive me nuts. I also am not a fan of most house music songs, yeah. I've noticed. But a lot of my friends love it. Well, they can love whatever they want. I'm not gonna, not gonna Nor tell should them you have to. No. <laughs> yes. But yeah, uh, it was interesting. And then I wrote a blog post about it. Um, just about, you know, how like this is a discussion that's been going on with a lot of uh, artists that call themselves live painters. Yeah. Where there's just not the level of appreciation for the energy that gets put into what we're doing. You know, it's like. Agreed. 
And I think there's kind of an illusion built up around it about, oh, you know. The dancers as well. Exposure. Yeah, the dancers. The only people that are really getting paid are the DJs. Yep. Um, but it's like, oh, it's for exposure. And it's like, okay, what's the exposure for? So that I can go to festival, another festival in Nagabay? And Nagabay, yeah. <laughs> like now all these new promoters will yeah, know that you will work for nothing. Yeah, exactly. It's like, that's not the way the, that's not the, way the world works. You want something, <laughs> call it in, you know? It's like, I'm going to... So I decided I'm not going to festivals anymore unless I'm getting paid to go there, unless I'm being appreciated. and Smart. All. If I'm not, I'll just stay home and make art. Me too, know? Anthony. Yeah. Me too. But the thing is, I don't like uh, live paint or DJ or dance on stage. I just kind of make my friends laugh. So that's to be appreciated. Yeah, I, I put it out there. I need VIP tickets backstage. It's like a festival passes, clown, pretty much. But I don't want to really be forced to do anything. I might not even do that. I might just hide my trailer the whole time and listen to music. Cool. <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> yeah, dude. Podcast in the clubhouse. I brought it to. I brought it to symbiosis. You brought the whole get up. The whole rig, dude, and I just totally failed. Yeah, I would have done it. Yeah. Ask me if I have it because I I've been bringing it most places, yeah. and then I just I have it and then I'm like, I still get in that space where I'm kind of like, eh, should I ask somebody to do it or not or like whatever. And I just have yeah. to be like, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, you've got the space. That's awesome. a clubhouse. Yep. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, just you know, not really into doing that anymore. I mean, it's just fine. It's growing up. I think that that's kind of fizzling out in a way. Well, um, what I what I what I've noticed too is an old man is that I've gone through several waves in my life. And like, it's like, get it, get it, get it, party, party, party. And then finally I feel like I'm squandering my resources and not developing and cultivating myself to a higher level of generativity. And, and so then I withdraw and I get a new plan or not even really get a new plan as much as usually just put all of my resources and effort, time and discipline into my plan of myself. Then I'm able to accomplish more. I'm able to kind of like, save pool resources, help people be more generative, cultivate myself to a higher level. And then after a couple of years, my celebration battery has been recharged because yeah. I have all this new stuff to celebrate. That's and then a, I can go out and yeah. celebrate for a while until my celebration battery gets low. And then it's time to cultivate more. And yeah. And while I'm cultivating, I'm still celebrating. I don't, I'm not black and white. And while I'm celebrating, I'm still cultivating. So it's more of a it's percentage a or ratio thing. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like I'm on 90% cultivation mode right now. That's, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Um, you know, looking at different artists, you know, cause that's what I want to be doing. I want to be generating abundance for me and the people around me using my art. And so it's just a journey of trying to figure out how that works. You that's know? proper. Um, and I like to take it all in, you know, I've been like observing how Android Jones does it and he's doing a really good job, um, of generating abundance through his artwork. Yes. And it's like, you know, I've got a lot of ideas that I'm working on that I'm not necessarily going to express at this time until they come out um gotcha. you know because uh it's i don't know i'm a big believer in like when you have a dream you don't necessarily let it out until it starts to come to fruition because it kind of fizzles out if you do i think that is one of the truest truths that i have noticed in my own life as well yeah yeah um i used to be big on that like oh i've got this idea and i've got this idea and i want to do this and it's like almost like voicing it to the universe out of like not being able to hold on to the energy puts it out in a different way. And then mm-hmm. I see it manifest like a week later and well, I'm like, Whoa, bummer. Well, I think also too, there's like a, there's a, a plethora of radio signals. Yeah. Abound, you know, around us. And what oftentimes feels like our idea is just us hitting a good frequency that day. And probably other people have had that idea. Cause I've noticed that. that yeah. I've, 
I've had a lot of ideas that then subsequently subsequently hit the mainstream big or, or even hit, you know. Yeah. And I think that the, I totally believe that, but, but I I agree with you about not, about not speaking on the cultivation is like, okay, so I hit this frequency. Mm -hmm. It's like Kundalini yoga. Yeah. It's like, okay, you know, Kundalini yoga, I'm not an expert on that either. But, uh, from what I feel is like, it's all about cultivating how much energy you can run through your body at the same time. So your consciousness rises and it's like, okay, so I can sit here, I can sit here in this higher level of consciousness and there's more energy flowing through my body Mm -hmm. and I'm able to handle more energy because I cultivate the ability to handle more energy. Mm -hmm. So I think it goes the same with abundance or anything else. It's like, okay, so if I'm going to call in more money or more, whatever, more love or everything, I need to be able to handle that energy very much to be able to handle it responsibly. So when you have a really good idea that's being pulled from wherever, um, you've got to be able to handle the energy that it takes to cultivate that idea into physical, into the physical realm or somebody else is going to do it. Very much. If you don't have the ability, then maybe you're just going to spew it out. You know, you're like, I can't hold on to this, this idea. Oh my God, it's got so much energy. Hey everybody, this is my idea. And it's like, and then it's not your idea anymore. Or the energy that gave you that idea in the first place is like, well, clearly you can't handle this idea. So I'm going to give it to somebody who can, you know? So I've learned like, okay, if I can handle the idea, then I'm just going to hold it inside. And it comes with excitement and it comes with exhilaration that you have this idea that you're working on. Doing it is so much better. Yeah. And people finding out or seeing you doing something is way better than you telling you were going to do it and then doing it. I've found. Yeah. And, and I totally agree that, that there's just some element of when you share it, it does seem to like amp it up to another level. It like amps. It's like you become a, like a responder beacon and you're amping the signal higher and more people start getting the signal. So I just, I share ideas that I don't want to do that are really good ideas. Yeah. But the other ones I just, I wait. Till somebody says, do you have a podcast? And I'm like, oh, wait, yeah, I do. Yeah, come on down. Yeah. I got a couple. It goes it goes the same with painting because I've noticed for myself that if I have an idea about a painting and I discuss the idea for a painting, the painting never gets made. Dig it. And well, because you've already, now you've already reached the end of yeah. of the journey with that, with that idea. Yeah. It's like, oh, I have this great idea. It would be a really cool picture. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Yeah. That's, next next that's, idea. Yeah. Next idea. Yeah. You know, but if I sit with it and I cultivate it in my mind and in my heart and I paint it out instead of talking it out, you know, then I actually learn more from the whole thing anyway. It's like there's way more time to contemplate the whole idea of the painting and the image when you're painting it out. It's a lot slower than talking it out. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, there's also that's the reason why I want to start a podcast because there's a lot of ideas that I just don't have time to paint out. (laughs) All that stuff I don't want to paint. We can just wrap it up. Yeah, we just talk it out. Talk it out. Yeah, you know that's why digital painting is awesome too. It's like, oh, I got this idea. I can like oh, photo bash, I can whip it out real photo quick, photo textures, and do all the things, and then I don't have to sit there and paint it with oil paintings. Gotcha. There's some ideas that deserve the time and energy that an oil painting calls for. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, like me obsessed with that Japanese gateway thing that I painted like four times now, and it's I just keep awesome painting and painting, and painting. I don't know what it is. I love I it. I haven't figured it out yet, but it's it's the thing. I love it. Yeah, I love it. I, I love, love it too. That's the style that reminds me. That style right right there. It's so funny. That's there's something in that in like the looseness. And there's almost like a gravelly you know the texture of of like colored pencils lightly on paper? Yeah. It's like pebbly. It's there's like a that element of texture in the painting. You know where it's like there's really a uh just that that pebbly kind of 
uneven and I'm doing yeah. a horrible job of explaining it. Um, but you get it. Maybe I might be able to explain it. It's like a, um, like a Monet painting or something like that. Yeah. Like really like the colors and the way that it's, you know, really loose brush strokes. Yes, and that's the exactly. style that I really like. Yes. Um, yes. but I've been challenging myself to use light brush strokes, but create really profound imagery using the light brush strokes. Um, that was, I don't know you, I don't think you saw the painting that I did for lightning in a bottle um, no. this last year, but no. that one was like really successful. I was really excited about that one. I kept getting awesome feedback. It ended up selling like right, you know, they auctioned it off. It Do sold picture, right away. Picture of it? I have a phone picture. Um, <laughs> I never get pictures of the paintings from lightning a bottle. It's just too high, high, you know, fast paced. Crazy. Um, the guy lives in Sacramento. So I've already, I mean, I'm friends with him. I'm going to, you know, I have to go by and photograph it and put it up on my site. But, um, yeah, I kept getting people coming up and being like, it's like a psychedelic Monet, you know, I was like, that's the thing. That's my thing now. I just felt it. I was like, that's how I'm going to paint because it feels good and people respond to it and they see what I'm doing. They see it in it. Something about the thickness of the texture gives it a higher life. Yeah. And I love. And it moves. For I me, love I can like sit there and look at it. Loose, it's powerful brush strokes. That's what uh, Chad and I groove on that. And that's, yeah. that's one of the things he does is he really, before he paints anything, he'll do a ton of drawing so that even though he's painting in a more classical style that seems more defined, he's like like a ninja or like an X-wing pilot, yeah. pilot shooting lasers. You know, he's like, whoa, there's one. Switches the sword like what? That's a so you look you look at somebody's face and up close it's like blue red stripe and then like this little peach little square you know where you can yeah. see where the brush pushed in and pulled off and then you take three steps back and suddenly it's an alive human being face that's totally three dimensional. Yeah, that's it's, the trick. It's, it's amazing. It's I love mind blowing. It. That's what I love to do. Yeah, um, and then you do that with digital. I've been getting into more. Uh, How do you do that with digital? It's that that same. What you're seeing with Chad is the same just technique the same. that Android Jones is using with the pattern. No, that's what he told. Okay, I, I gotta just calm down. Super excited. I do. I get excited <laughs> quick. That is what he shared with me. Yeah, that was what really. Thing. Although I already loved and Android uh, Android Jones's uh, work uh, immensely, when Chad explained that to me about the brushes and I really saw it, it just. Yeah, it just blew me away. Yeah. It just blew me away. So incredibly amazing. I mean, it's a similar, like, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Alex Gray's paintings in, in real life. I have. They're amazing. Yeah. I, I'm sorry to not have mentioned him. It's almost like he's psychedelic he's, painting grandfather, so yeah. he's not even worth mentioning in the top three artists. You don't he's even just, have to. Sorry. <laughs> he's still there. He's He was there before everybody else. Yeah, totally. Like he's yeah. the next. He's, you know, he's really the grandfather of the whole deal. I remember when I was doing a lot of acid and I was having some deep crises that were based on my, the really like expansion of my consciousness and things that was happening. I saw a couple of his posters at some miscellaneous stoner rock shop. And all of a sudden I grounded and I took some deep breaths. I was like, I don't know who this dude is or what his name is, but somebody else is right here with me. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think that it, I mean, back to, I've got a thought, but we'll finish up this thought first. Um, his technique is really smooth and, and impressionistic like that, but it doesn't look like it. Like if you look at his paintings up close, they're all really confident, smooth brushstrokes. I don't actually like to see his paintings up close because really? of that. it it's disconcerting for me. It's where normally there's a looseness 
and uh, and a flow. His looks so delineated and so painted, and s- the lines look so straight and clean. It almost looks. I don't want to. I don't want to put any term to it that demeans it because it's most likely my lack of understanding as a as a visual artist that even makes me feel that way. But I just I feel a feeling I don't like if I'm a foot away from one of his paintings. Interesting. But if, but if I'm a foot or more away from them, I love them and the light glows from within within them. There's something that him and I see it in Christian. Reese Lassen's work too. I don't know who that is. The guy who paints all the dolphin Hawaii stuff. Oh, all the okay. Time. They both have an ability to make this light shine through. And where Lassen's stuff is kind of like formulaic, cheesy, but still beautiful colors and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Alex Gray's stuff is amazing and, and his subject matter is amazing. They share that ability to bring light out, but they also share some element of their painting. Maybe it has to do with painting in acrylic. I don't know what it is where I get really close to it. And I'd just rather not be there. I'd rather be. <laughs> I'd rather be a little bit farther away, where everything is how it's really meant to be viewed, and it just sparkles from within. Interesting. Yeah. I I personally enjoy being up close and I'm like, how did he do that? Kind of a dick. Oh wow, that's. Well, I I just feel like his brushstrokes <laughs> are really loose for what it looks like when you're far away. Yeah. You go up and it's like he paints a human like a femur bone with like one brushstroke. But when you step back, it looks like it's been, he modeled it for hours. It's See, like, that's the thing is I obviously am so, I'm such a barbarian that I have no, I don't even have a concept of that. Oh yeah. my God. It's amazing. Yeah. It blows my I mind. I will default to your opinion. <laughs> um, now that I'm, now that we finished that, I'm trying to remember what I was thinking about before. It seemed so important and now it's gone. Africa? Um, were we talking about Africa? No, I don't know. Oh yeah. I don't know. I don't know what. I was looking at, uh. African ancestor spirits, uh, oh. Na- Native American ancestor spirits, and then Egyptian, Mayan, human art, human ancestors, pretty much. Yeah. Um, what was I? What was I going? Have you ever seen Android Jones's like traditional media art? No. no. Oh my god. Huh. It's amazing. Really? It actually, is very similar to his digital art. <coughs> wow. Well, maybe then. You know, not that I know of. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a. Is it, can you name a particular painting that he actually? No, did? no. Okay. Uh, I saw it at my uh, at one of my friend's houses. My favorite is the Shiva, the Boom Shiva. Yeah, it's got to be one of my favorites too. This is my very favorite. Out of control. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know where I was going with that thing before Alex Gray. It seemed important. Mm. It's funny how that works. From doing from smoking a lot of cannabis and like doing a lot of psychedelics. I've really uh, learned to embrace that feeling as being very good and valid. Yeah. And then moving forward. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. It's like, wow, dude, I'm so high. That I was I've, so good. But I meant good? that and it was true and it was good. And you would have been like, hell yes. Yeah. It would have been awesome. Yeah. It would have been, yeah. it would have been. I just cultivate that feeling and move forward because it comes back. It's like, it it's a wheel. An awesome conversation. You know. Starter. Yeah. We can reminisce on it later. We'll get it. We can bring it back for episode two. I'll listen and take notes. Yeah. Like, Anthony, you were really good, but I was touching my microphone the whole time because I was self-conscious. Were you? No matter how much I touch my microphone, it sounds the same. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, I don't know. I I don't really know what else to say. I think that... Okay, well... Unless you have a question. You have a question to ask me or like... Let's think. Let's think. Um, Without specifics, where do you find yourself... Do you find yourself going more in that 
Eastern mystical landscape tradition? Do you think you're going to branch out in a few different areas or ways towards anything more figurative, anything more architectural? Like, do you have a, do you have an idea for your next body of work? That's there. Um, took a minute. I mean, yeah, I'm in the middle of it right now with those, those like jungly landscapey architectural, like paintings about the hero's journey. I mean, that's basically what I'm painting is like the entrance, the the beginning of the hero's journey. Um, I think it's important. It is, you know, for people to see that. Um, it's important for me to see it. I like that about the one you were doing in symbiosis, how it really, it does have that feeling like it is a portal and it is like the entry way to a land. Yeah. And you can just almost get inside of it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's what I'm, that's what I'm wanting to do. Yeah. Um, I want to get into creating more 3d modeling stuff. Um, like that, like we were talking about, like a 3d painting. I want it to, I want to do that. I want to sculpt it and paint it and have it be, put the Oculus on and zoom inside. Well, now, yeah, now you can 3d print so you could actually 3d paint design and then print. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy, man. It's like the future. Yeah. So do you live here now? Um, no, I still live in Nevada city. Dig it. Dig it. Yeah. We're, uh, me and Jocelyn are going to Mexico this coming week. Awesome. Leave Sunday. So it'll be nice. Chill vacation time. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to go after I finish this one, these paintings that I'm working on. Um, I've been doing a lot more like, uh, doing a digital mural for Anios. I was going to do a regular painting. Oh, no, that's to do it digitally. That's pretty awesome. And then print it on Tristan was part of a digital mural, like a digital art piece for a restaurant in Santa Monica at one point where she got filmed and then they digitally painted on her and they put her on different backgrounds and yeah, it was really cool. Cool. Really cool. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Awesome. Yeah. And then I'm going to be in that new magazine that my friend started called the collab. Okay. Shout out to that. What is the, uh, is there a, uh, website or information? I believe it's collabzine.com. Could you s- spell that? C O L L A B Z I N E.com. As in collaboration. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, I've got an article and a little write up in there this coming month. And then Ashley Foreman has one too. So I don't know if I'm you've ever seen Ashley's work. I'm sure I have. I'm, I'm, I'm just probably not putting the name to the, to the art at the moment yeah yeah um she does murals like the i mean they call them murals but they're really just large paintings at uh the festivals you know okay with um derek heineman doing the union thing they were at enchanted forest oh yeah 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 that was nice it was very yeah. nice yeah so she does a lot of that um so she's gonna be in the magazine awesome be starting my own podcast and do you know what it's gonna be called or uh, the format or any of that um i don't know i was thinking about calling it like get serious or some, you know, just something funny. Yeah. And is that your actual middle name? No. Okay. No, I actually, um, that's an interesting story how that happened. Uh, so yeah. Um, I had had that like create, I don't know if I've ever told you about the crazy intense acid trip that I had where I'd like, I don't even know how many hits I got dosed with at once and like totally no. left my body. You hinted at it once. Yeah. Um, I got a question. Can, do you think you have a 15 minute or shorter version of it. Yeah. 
Okay, I just looked. Yeah, up are we running out of time? I gotta go get my kids pretty soon. Oh yeah, but we got a few minutes. All right. Well, I'll I'll uh, I'll give the short version. Make it good. Um, <laughs> make it good. Make it better. Be good. Make it good. West. Or I'll call Floyd. What? <laughs> okay. So go um, ahead. So anyway, dosage yeah, so, dosage level. Yeah, dosage level was, was out of control. Awesome. Um, yeah, it was out of control. Uh, left, looked back on all humanity, kind of thing. Like, ohmed myself back into existence. Uh, held my universe together by oming. Thank wow. God I had been taught meditation at a young age. Wow. And uh, I literally, I think I probably would have gone insane if I hadn't known to just sit down and panic. <laughs> you know, it's like, hallelujah. okay, I'm not going anywhere and nothing has ever happened. Nothing's going to happen ever again. And I just need to be okay with that. So I just need to sit down here on this spot and close my eyes and just, oh, and like time to shiva out right there. Yeah. Everything would come back together and I'd open my eyes yeah. and it, I would not feel anything. I would be right back to normal. Oh, and I everybody would just this, be bro. in the woods with More me. We're at this forest party and everybody would just smile and they'd be like, ah, oh, and everything would be so good. I get chills just talking about it. Yeah. And then all of my, this, I don't even know if nobody's ever experienced this. I don't know how to explain it to them. Everybody would be so happy and so in bliss. And then all of a sudden the expressions on their face would change to like, oh shit. And they, everybody looked right at me and they would start to dematerialize in the light particles and get sucked up into this vortex. And I'd go, Oh, and I'd close my eyes and I'd feel everything come back together and I'd open my eyes and everything would be back to normal and be fine. The and same then all thing. of a sudden they'd look at me and they'd be like, help us almost. And I was like, oh shit, here we go. Boom. And I'd like, yeah. boom, boom. And this happened for hours. I had the same thing happen to me. I almost called the police on myself. Yeah. Well, the police, <laughs> the police did come. Um, I was inside luckily. <laughs> yeah. They were, well, I was outside. They came for you? Yeah. I went, I oh. like, um, I don't even fucking know. It was crazy. I ended up like freaking out and like ended up in the hospital. I thought I hit my head. It was actually good. It was crazy, but it was good. Yeah. You know, now that yeah. I look back on it, I was like, yeah. thank God, I probably would be like some. So the police came for you specifically or yeah. just to the party? Oh, jeez. Yeah. Well, my you girlfriend house, and my friend at the party time. Or? No, it was an outdoor force party. They freaked okay. out because they thought I was dying. Oh. Um, because they, just... were trying to, they were trying to take me to the hospital in a car. At the time, I was having a vision that I was going to die in a car accident. Oh, no. So, like, I was like, I'm telling the future. And I'm like, I'm nope, uh, no, you're not taking me in your car. I'm dying. And I would just be like, Bleh, and I would just go limp. And they couldn't move me. And in my head, I'm like, I'm saving them and myself. Because I was, like, seeing that if we did went down this road, it wasn't going to be good. So, yeah. like, we're just going to sit here. We're just going to sit here and wait. Were they high Wait it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, we're not going in the car, dude. Good call. They're like, but you, but you need to go. And I was like, no, we're not. I'm dead. I'm dying. I'm already dead. Bleh. And I would just like go limp and they couldn't couldn't load me in the car because I kept falling out of the car. And so I was like, the only way to remedy the situation is to just die. So I just played dead and like it worked. (laughs) They called, they called 911 on me and the ambulance showed up and the cops showed up and they're like, what's wrong with you? You know? And the, the ambulance dudes like pulled me out of it. And, uh, I just remember snapping back to out of the realm of like nothingness. And the ambulance dude was like, you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine now. And he's like, okay, good. And he's like, you're, you need to come with us though. And I was like, no, I'm good. And he's all still at the party. Yeah. And he's like, no, you you need to come with us. You're, you're not okay. And I was like, no, I'm okay. And he's like, no, you're not okay. And he like leaned in. He's like, you want to come with us? And I was like, no, I don't. And then he's all, 
if you don't come with us and i'm like viewing these like the ambulance drivers were like these glowing really happy loving beings yeah and i'll and he's all if you don't come with us you gotta go with them and I looked over and the cops were standing there and they were like demons with like gnashing teeth. And they're like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, they wanted to get you. Um, and he's all, see what I'm saying? And it was weird. Cause it was like this angelic being that was like speaking through yeah. the ambulance driver. And I was yeah. like, he's like, you need to come with us. So you don't have to go with them. And I was like, I think I need to go with you. And he looked at him. He's like, yeah, I think that he's not okay. He needs to come with us. Oh. And the, Cops are like, your ass, dude. and I was like, thank God. And we get in. And as soon as I got into the ambulance and they're like, drive me to the hospital. They're like, you're fine, dude. Like you're, you're good now. Right. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, yeah, we know it's cool. You're fine. I get to the hospital and well, whatever. They probably knew I have a lot of friends. I was a firefighter and I had friends who were EMTs and firefighters and, and I was taking acid and being a firefighter and an EMT. Yeah. They're not, totally not at the same, not on the shift, <laughs> on the, not on the shift once, but I got promoted from that. Yeah, but it was a, it was a trip, um, literally. So yeah, so that happened, and then uh, um, a few months later, I was meditating because I kind of used meditation and yoga to pull myself back and ground myself out after that, which yeah. was really good. Um, but I had this vision, and I did this. Uh, how much time do we have? We uh, ten, fifteen minutes still. Cool. Fifteen minutes. So we did this. I did this meditation where I was doing this like chakra activation to Merkaba activation meditation, which ended up being the trippiest experiences in meditation that I've ever had to this day. Um, so you, I go through the whole thing of like visualizing every chakra and activating it and watching the multi-petaled lotus open up and then a seed, like the yeah. consciousness rise up and then expand yeah. and like these, all this stuff and then activate to my Merkaba. And then every time that I would get to the Merkaba stage, all everything around me, well, my eyes were closed of course, but everything would cease to exist. And I knew that if I opened my eyes, everything would rematerialize. But as long as I kept my eyes closed and kept on the path that I would, you know, I always had these crazy visions because everything was gone. I didn't feel the meditation pattern in my butt anymore. I didn't hear anything. Yeah. It was complete silence. Wow. And so um, I was in this this meditation and uh, all of a sudden I'm just like, I'm sitting there and then I become Shiva and I start doing these mudras with my hands. Uh -huh. And then... I like slam my hands together and I hear this like that just goes out from my hands. And with my eyes closed, I look down at where my hands are and I can see this like blue light emanating from between my fingers. And it's like this immense pressure between the palms of my hands. And I open my hands up and this is all like in the mind's eye, right? Yeah. So my eyes are closed, but I can see vividly, yeah. which is, I mean, you've probably experienced that before. Yeah. And as I open up my hands, this portal opens up in the nothingness to everythingness like the universe i can see it in this like this bubble with this like it's like um a wormhole bubble like in yeah. the movie interstellar yeah it's yeah. like this yeah so i'm looking in at everything and i like lean through as shiva and fall through the portal that i make and i tumble into existence and i stop and uh i look around and then i notice that as i breathe everything's coming into it's like this cloud of cosmic dust to solidified planets Whoa. and solar systems yeah and then they all like, like suns would explode and expand and turn them all back into dust again as i was yeah. reading out yeah. and it was like my breath was dictating and yeah. i was like whoa okay and then i sat there for a while and i worked on my breath and i was watching this happen and i could control it with my breath and then i tumbled backwards back out of the portal 
back into my room, back into my body, fall backwards as Shiva hit the ground. And I actually found later that I actually did fall over backwards in off my meditation pad, hit the ground. And then I went into this vision of dying, being dead, being buried, laying in the ground and being devoured by nature again. Worms eating me, like yeah. experiencing it. And I was in like sleep paralysis. I couldn't move. Oh, wow. I was there like totally paralyzed. Could it, I couldn't move. Mm-hmm. But I was like, okay, the only way out of this is in. So it's like yeah. I have to go through it. Yeah. So I just laid there, felt my body being devoured, felt me like disintegrating into nothing, felt my bones. I was just bones, which yeah. was weird. <laughs> and then the bones were gone and I was yeah. nothing again. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I sat up out of the, out of that in real life. I sat up and um, I was this like blue light warrior being. And I heard the voice, this voice say, you are serious. And I was like, whoa, okay. And then it wow. showed me that I was from the star system serious. It was the trippiest thing. And then I sat there. And then from this shadow in front of me, the shadowiness, this old self of me cl- climbed out and it was beaten and broken and like dying. And I had to hold it in my arms and like comfort it and talk to it and let it die. So I had wow. to look at myself yeah. while my old self died. Yes, sir. Be like, now this is the new self that I'm embodying. Yeah. So that was like one meditation and it was crazy. And then um, I was like, wow, so I'm going to put, you know, serious into my name as an artist. I'm going to use that and nice. it'll remind me of where I'm coming from as an artist. <laughs> nice. like, you know, nice. I come from this higher light swore yeah. self rather yeah. than like, so that's been helpful. And then, uh, I started doing research on the star system, Sirius and you know, the name and all these things and, uh, started, you know, like abbreviating my name as a Sirius. So it's like Osiris, which nice. I didn't realize at first. <laughs> then I learned that like Osiris and Isis are supposed to be representative of the star system. Sirius. I started like getting out yep. and stuff yeah. after that experience in the meditation. So it just yeah. has totally been this weird trippy journey of like, where did that come from and why did I hear that? Yeah. And you know, there's some real stuff that's, that's, you know, serious history that's been uh, hidden from us. Yeah. From us. So it's like, and, and all, and all this stuff seems to be at some point real, either from just the standpoint of, uh, you know, the collective unconscious, if not actually real realms. Yeah. You know, I, I, I learned really a lot about Hinduism and Tibetan Buddhism and, uh, from having direct visions and experiences yeah. with, different deities and 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 uh personalities uh, from those from those religious traditions and then subsequently i've had a lot of uh ancient egyptian time travel stuff yeah. like eyes open kenny and i had a thing i think i t- told you yeah. before where we turned into e- egyptians in front of a bunch of people in my house with their eyes open it was mind-boggling yeah that's a story for another time but uh so it's one of those things I'm always caught on the edge of wondering, you know, it's like what to what reality is that like another dimension or just a historical part of our consciousness or a current extant living part of our, our group consciousness. Yeah. I don't know the answer today, but it's awesome. Yeah. It's definitely something that I'm exploring. I mean, Yama, you know who Yama is, right? Yeah. Yama, Yama yeah, Tanka. Yama himself taught me about duality. Awesome. Which, you know, I yeah. went to his palace. I'm big into Yama. Yama is so cool because he's, 
he's uh, the deity, one of the main deities. I could be misspeaking too. I don't know this for sure. I've just started getting into this, but the the Drukpa lineage of the uh, of like Tibetan style Buddhism, the Drukpas were headed by this guy Drukpa Kunle, and they're called the Black Hats. They were driven out of Tibet by the Galukpas and the Ning Ningma, the Yellow Hats and the Red Hats, of which the Dalai Lama is the head of one of those. They drove them out under force of arms and tried to exterminate all of the Drukpas. And the Drukpa's head is this guy named Drukpa Kunle. And all the other monks uh, <clears throat> were getting mad at him because he was he would he would drink wine, he would have sex with women, he would just kind of live how he wanted to and completely live in the world. But he was a super high Dharma master and he was like turning all these people on and his whole message was kind of like it's cool. It's kind of the same thing we uh, Anthony and I were talking about before the podcast. Like it's okay, we're all good, we're all taken care of. So let's enjoy ourselves yeah. and live ethically and live honorably, but relax. Yeah, we'll have to do we'll have to do a podcast on uh, my theory on the closing of the wheel of samsara. Very much so. Well, this and is like, a good one. This was like a a get to know you. It was yeah. a good practice as well for me, but it was also just a, a foundational. And yeah. it's good to do this with you and my friend Greg, who's going to be on, and Kenny, and then. We can all kind of, you know, anybody who does happen to want to listen can kind of get to know the cast. and Yeah. And that way we can see where we're coming from. And further episodes will be probably much more discussion yeah. of concepts than We've kind of personal history. We've definitely got endless pools of, yeah. I think we could talk for hours. Yeah, for sure. You know, for sure. Visions and for sure. theories and. Yeah. 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 That was, it was fun. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many, how many, have you re- recommended this to a lot of people already or? So far it's like a very, very core circle of friends. Cool. But I'm about to, uh go for it and you can give anybody the website and uh sweet you, you well, can get this gonna, off the website you can also if you want it in waveform if you ever if you have a jump drive or you have anything we can hook up to i can give it to you in waveform as well cool um do you want to give your information too real quick yeah uh, i was gonna i'm gonna um do the shout out for my website and then i'll put this up on my website to awesome. hook it up awesome it dude start awesome. the cycle um so my website real, is uh seriousarts.com so it's s-i-r-i-o-s arts so a-r-t-s dot com um, yeah. And if everybody, anybody that listens to this goes there and, uh, signs up on my email list, which just pops up when uh-huh. those little pop-ups you sign up and it asks you, you know, um, I'm going to keep people up to date on my art and send out, you know, progress shots of things and let them know when the podcast is up. Um, cool. I'm going to be doing tattoo starting soon. So I'm going to, that's oh, wow. a new endeavor, um, that I've wanted to do for a really long time. So I'm going to embrace that and start doing nice. that. And, uh, I'm going to start teaching um, classes and doing tutorials and doing all that stuff. So I'm Good. really trying to branch out and, yeah. you know, make my life a cultivation rather than just like, you know, I want everything to be shared. Awesome. Which seems like that's awesome, more dude. natural for me. So yeah. yeah. So awesome. you go visit my website, Serious Arts, and listen to the podcast. Awesome. I'm going to do a shout out for the podcast on there too and probably send it out on my email list. Do you know when you're going to, do you have a tentative date for starting? Um, I'm looking at starting within the next two months. I still have to awesome. get the equipment. Um, together for that and find a space to set it all up in consistently. So, um, but it's definitely coming to fruition and solidifying pretty quickly. So excellent. Yeah. Well, that was a good one. I think we went two hours. Awesome. That's yeah. What like nothing. Yeah, two hours and 41 minutes. Is that right? It's like a Joe Rogan podcast. It doesn't seem like we did, but it was good. Yeah. So there it is. Uh, you can listen to this while you're at work or maybe while you sleep and we'll uh, subconsciously program you. Does it be like uh, M-S-T-E? podcast the matt st germain experience ultimate freedom yeah e e t e f uh, i don't even know what i'm talking about <laughs> uf et is good da, 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 da. i forgot how to spell yeah. ultimate freedom i like that ultimate yeah. freedom podcast yeah 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 what's your website ultimate freedom.org nice. if you can't spell it 
then you don't get to find it. There you go. The mystery solved. Thanks for coming, Anthony. That was yeah, really a lot of fun, fun, bro. Thank you very much. Awesome. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Cool. Bye, everybody. Yay! Adios. Adios.